Take my breasts away. Down, 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 down. No, it's not take my breasts away. It's take my breath away. And I hope I take your breath away in 2014. That's my plan. I just want to overpower you guys with this podcast and take your breasts, so take your breath away. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to 2014. Great to be here with you. Another year of fun and madness. Let's, let's get going. We are going to be talking about Dennis Rodman as an ambassador to Korea and the United States. What the heck's that all about? I've got some interesting theories about the whole Dennis Rodman thing going on. Um, also, we're going to be talking about you and your ATM experience. Yeah, your your weird, suspicious behavior when you go to the ATM. Also going to be talking about my strange trip to the pet shop. There are some very interesting and dangerous animals being sold at the pet shop. I'm a bit confused and a bit scared, but it's also kind of funny. And then lastly, I'm going to be talking about my YouTube channel. I want you all to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm going to be putting up all kinds of new content, original programming this year. I'll tell you about it later in the show, but let's get started. 2014 on the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. I will look for you. Does your mother know what you're doing for a living? The Harland Highway. Hey-oh! I will find you. My mom always said, you can't handle the truth! (laughs) (laughs) Therapy. Many, many, many fucking years of therapy. And I will kill you. Listen, lame brain. Let an expert show you how to do this. The Harland Highway. You never know what you're going to get. It's the Harland Highway. Well, 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 welcome to 2014, lurdies and nerdle dirtlies. Um, what a, uh, what an exciting time. Exciting year happening here. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what madness lies in the hearts of men? Um, but I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad you're back for another year, another season of the Harland Highway, uh, full of uh, new and wacky, wonderful things, events, stories, ideas. And uh, I'm just happy you're, uh, you're here. I'm excited to uh, kick off another year of life. Um, don't quote me on that because you never know if you're going to make it to the end. But I'm I'm going to try and be here for the whole year. You don't know what ha- what's going to happen. Um, but uh, I I kind of kicked things off in a uh, in a weird way. I went over to a uh, pet shop the other day. Um, I was over at uh, at some building somewhere doing some business, and the parking lot that I had to park in was attached to a, uh, there was a pet shop in front of me, one of those big Petco places. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I- I'm going to go in and look at some puppies or something, you know? I want to go look at some little collie dogs or a baby St. Bernard or a Sharpay all crinkled up like an old chocolate bar wrapper. Or maybe some kitty cats or some birdies, <laughs> right? So I go in, and I start looking around, and I see the exact opposite from cute. 
the first thing I run into is a is a uh, glass uh, cage or a glass uh, fish tank with no water in it, but it's full of rats. I'm like rats. What the hell? Where's my cute little uh, poodle puppy? What's with the yellow golden teethed rats here? And you got to remember, you know, pet shops cater to kids a lot. It's always the kids that want the pets. And it's like, Daddy, I want a rat. I mean, don't we spend our whole lives, like, being completely creeped out and grossed out by rats? And here they are selling for, like, 50 bucks a pop. It's like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't want the, uh, don't give me the uh, the uh, dash hound poodle. Instead, give me that rodent over there that helped spread the bubonic plague through fifteenth uh, century uh, Europe. Give me the give me the rat. I'll take a rat, please. Uh, can I get some black death on that on that rat, please? I mean, aren't these the animals that that we we put cheese in rat traps? And the, the, the rat traps snap on their faces. <laughs> ah! That cheese wasn't so good after all. Yeah. I remember I lived at a house uh, once here in California. I was renting a house, and there were rats, man. There were rats. I didn't know till after I rented it. But sometimes down in the kitchen, I could hear uh, some things being chewed. And I could hear, I could hear footsteps running around and stuff, and I'd find holes and bags. And I remember I bought some rat traps, and uh, I remember my ex girlfriend would be there. We had these rat traps out. We'd be upstairs sleeping. One time we were in a dead sleep, and it must have been two, three in the morning, and we just heard snap, and we both like popped up out of our dead sleep. And we just looked at each other, and at the same time, I swear to God, we just both went, rat! We just said rat at the same time. It was so funny. And so we ran down into the kitchen, and sure enough, man, there was a rat that was probably the size of a puppy. I mean, this thing was big, man, and its face was, like, smashed right into the rat trap, and there was, like, a pool of blood. It looked like... Look like when you see a murder movie and they shoot a guy and he falls to the ground and you just see the pool of blood slowly creeping out from under his body. That's what this looked like. It was messy and gross. I'm like, why does a kid want a pet rat? I remember my little sister had one back in the day and I was it's always a little odd. Cause they got teeth, man. They got some big teeth, even the pet ones. Who's to say they're not gonna bite you and Attack your face and eat your face off. Uh, but then it got worse. It went way beyond the rats. All of a sudden, I went around the corner, and here was a another tank filled with, like, scorpions. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? It's like, okay, let's, let's uh, spend, uh, you know, a couple of weeks child-proofing the house. We don't want our kid to bang his head on the coffee table, but uh, gee, why don't we go ahead and buy him a uh, a black African scorpion with a uh, poison dart sticking out of his ass? How about that treat, Billy? 
And then I go, uh, I keep walking, and I see, like, snakes, these big, like, giant, uh, like, uh, pythons. And I'm like, okay, we won't let Billy uh, play with the Lego because it's a, a choking hazard. But let's uh, let's go ahead and buy him a nine-foot-long Burmese anaconda. <laughs> let's see. Let him put that around his neck and play. So I don't know. They got they got some odd choices going over at the the old El Peto El Chapo. But I'll tell you, there's one thing I did like. They had these cages full of mice. There was a bunch of mice and even some of the rats, and there were some guinea pigs, all these rodents. Who wants rodents? But anyways, um, these these cages were they'd be packed. They'd be packed full of rodents and. And there'd be like, you know, there'd be like 50 mice in a, in a fish tank or 20 rats in a fish tank. And the one thing I did like is, you know, obviously they're clean and they're fuzzy because they're, you know, they're living in wood chips. But here they are. Um, they're all cuddled up together. They're all sleeping together in a bundle. Like one, one mouse has his face on another mouse's belly and another mouse has his head resting on the back of the other guy's head, and the other guy's got an arm throwing over, and there's a guy laying spread eagle, and there's someone laying across his body, and it's just like, it was like the warmest, fuzziest, softest place on earth. I was like, wow, I want I want to sleep like that. Like, why don't humans just bundle up like that? We got families. Why don't we all just bundle up together and lay together? No, 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 no. What am I saying? God. Disgusting. But I guess what made it nice with the mice is that, you know, they're all furry and soft and they look so cute and you can see their little rib cages going up and down when they were breathing and aw, cute. Oh, stupid little sleeping mice. No! Um... So yeah, that was my adventure to the uh, the pet shop. And yeah, I saw a few little birdies. I didn't see any kitties. I didn't see any puppies. I saw some fish. Saw tarantulas. What that? They're selling tarantulas. Nothing. Nothing worse than a spider than a hairy spider. Okay. Like, aren't spiders creepy enough? And then then you got tarantulas. They're growing hair. I mean, these tarantulas have more hair than my bald uncle Larry, man. So uh, what's up, pet shops, man? You gotta you you gotta dial it down a nacho, okay? You're up here. I need you down here, okay? Enough with the uh, killer animals in the pet shop. I'll just take a little Siamese kitty cat. Thank you very much. Meow. One cheeseburger with everything coming up. All right, switching gears, I think it's time we talked about this Dennis Rodman North Korea thing, man. What the heck? Um, I, You know what? It's weird he's going over there. It's weird he's hanging out with uh, Kim Jong-un. But uh, you know what I think it is, man? I think it's more of this Argo stuff. Remember that Ben uh, Affleck movie? The Ben Affleck movie? Argo, where they uh, they pretended they were making a uh, a science fiction movie, and it was all a ruse to smuggle uh, American diplomats out of uh, I- Iran. 
and they filtered them through the Canadian embassy and blah, blah, blah. But it was this big, like, elaborate, uh, you know, kind of phony put-on production that the CIA threw together claiming they were, uh, you know, they were uh, shooting a uh, sci-fi movie and that was kind of their cover for sneaking the Americans out of Iran. And now I'm thinking that, uh, you know, Dennis Rodman, it might not be by accident that this this oddball pairing of, you know, this radical out-there basketball legend is palling around with one of the most tyrannical uh, world leaders there is. Um, it's just so odd. It's just so out there that it reeks of Argo. I mean, what are the what are the odds of Dennis Rodman um, chumming around, becoming pally with uh, this crazy boxed-in uh, communist world leader who, you know, is keeping his country in the dark ages? Uh, suddenly, he's palling with the, this six-foot-nine uh, NBA great. So part of me thinks, uh, you know, the government could be behind it. I don't know. This is just a theory. I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory or not. I just think it's a theory that maybe as much as we look at it and we laugh at it and we think it's ridiculous and, you know, it's stupid, I don't think it goes uh, beyond reason to think that, uh, you know, maybe, and this is just a uh, an extreme possibility, or maybe it's not. Who knows? But maybe uh, this whole Rodman thing is being watched very closely by the U.S. government. Who knows? Maybe the U.S. government kind of secretly made it happen. And maybe they're involved. Maybe they're involved in a very covert way. And, uh, you know, obviously there's been no real success in diplomacy between North Korea and the United States in forever. And sometimes things in life come through the most uh, odd channels. And as much as you roll your eyes and you, 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 roll your, uh, you roll your head back and go, what is this? First of all, we think Rodman's crazy. Everyone thinks he's a nut, and he's, he's an eccentric guy, definitely. Um, but what if to get through to an eccentric world leader like uh, Kim Jong-un, you need someone just as eccentric from our side? And what if, and, you know, air quotes around what if, what if it is something this radical, this kind of out of left field that makes the difference? You know, in life, it isn't always the logical solution or the, uh, the logical choice that leads to a solution. Sometimes you go way outside of the box on things. Sometimes you, you find a, a red herring, you have an anomaly, you have uh, a fluke. You know, if you if you look at the world of engineering, you look at the world of aeronautics, space exploration, automation, industry, technology, medicine, surgery. I mean, you could probably create a list that goes from here to the moon with mistakes that actually turned out 
to be the proper thing in order to make the thing work. So whether my theory of Rodman actually, uh, you know, being part of a government uh, covert operation, as ridiculous as it seems, is real or not, who knows? Um, but outside of that, just uh, you ha- you have to go, gee, what if, what if a guy like Rodman goes over there and he's chumming around with this, this madman and the madman goes, you know, I really like this Rodman guy. And by the way, this Rodman guy is American. And gee, I wonder if other Americans are like Rodman. I wonder if everyone's as friendly or everyone wants to be my friend or, you know, sometimes it just takes a little crack to open a door. You got to start with a little crack before a door opens. And and what if what if Rodman's friendship is enough to change somebody's mind? You know, it's always these little things, little miracles, little little mo- momentum shifts, little unexpected things. It's it's like it's like you guys. Have you ever uh, dated someone, or you you know you've been friends with someone for years, or you meet someone and you're like, this is the last person in the world I thought I would ever fall in love with or want to be their boyfriend or girlfriend. That There's no way I saw this coming. There's no way I was going to go out with Sally. She has a crooked nose and I don't like her laugh. And now I'm madly in love with her and I can't get enough of her. And the world's wonderful. So what if Rodman is the catalyst? What if Rodman is the portal to uh to opening relations to uh the United States and uh North Korea it'd be kind of funny it'd, it'd be kind of it'd actually be kind of very cool it's kind of like you ever watch these YouTube videos and you see uh they'll show like a Siber- a Siberian tiger um in the same cage with a golden retriever or you'll see a pit bull nursing a kitten. Like there's these two oddities that don't belong together, yet somehow they become very accepting and loving and affectionate with each other, and somehow it just works. You don't know how, you don't know why, but somehow it just works. And and maybe uh, maybe this this bizarre this bizarre union of these two nutbags leads to something somewhere down the road. And if it did, you know, imagine if if, uh, North Korea was freed and opened up and one day there's a giant statue of Dennis Rodman in the uh, town square. (laughs) It's like a tribute to the guy that changed the course of North Korean and American history. (laughs) There's a giant bronze statue of... Seven foot tall Dennis Rodman with rings in his face, holding hands with three foot two foot tall Kim Jong Un, who's wearing his uh, his black uh, funeral parlor sportswear blazer. So, anyways, there you go. Um, food for thought, and uh, all I can say is, you go, Dennis. I love-
love you. I love you guys. Awesome. It was amazing how they were so honest. That about a dictator who presides over prison camps, allows millions to starve, and has threatened to destroy the United States. Amazingly, Rodman now has more first-hand impressions of Kim than any other American. There is nobody at the CIA who could tell you more personally about Kim Jong-un than Dennis Rodman, and that in itself is scary. What we've got here is failure to communicate. And speaking of uh, suspect behavior, are you suspicious when you go to the ATM machine? Are you like me? Do you stand there and you kind of look around? You feel like a spy? You ever see those spy movies where uh, someone's like sitting at a table and someone walks by and drops an envelope and keeps going? <laughs> you know, you you approach the ATM machine. You don't want anyone to see your password. You're like, you look around a little and then you boop, 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 right? And then you, uh, you, you go to get all your money. And uh, and then you finish, you finally finish, and it's, it says thank you, but you're suspicious of the machine, you're suspicious of technology, you're like, mm, I better, no, I, I, someone's behind me, I better, did I press all the buttons, am I, am I really done here? I always out of habit just press like cancel, or end, or stop. I always kind of press that last button. Even though the machine, a big screen comes up, thank you for your transaction. Have a merry, merry Christmas. Good day, or whatever. I'm always like, oh, no, 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 no. I know you're still online. I know the guy behind me is going to take all my money out of my account. I see what you two are up to. I get it. You're like a living money robot. And even though you're telling me I'm all finished... The guy behind me knows that, that you're going to leave my account open and give him a whole bunch of money. My money. <laughs> and then the real funny thing is, after all this suspicious behavior, and you, you finally leave the machine, and you always do that one thing where you take one or two steps away and look back. You do that quick look back. Wait a minute. Did I forget everything? Or, hey, I caught you. I can't stop giving my money to that guy. You always have that little that little misstep when you leave, but after all this suspicious behavior, all the, after all the mistrust, what do you do? You just grab your money and you never count it. How many times have you counted your money from an ATM machine? If you get a hundred bucks out or two hundred bucks, it says just please take your cash, and this wad of money slides out. And you just like grab it and stuff it in your wallet or your purse and you're gone. You you don't you don't know. You don't know how you don't have crazy like bill feeling fingers. And uh all of a sudden you're just out of there and you didn't even count. For all you know, the machine did keep an extra twenty or forty or sixty. So it's kind of a goofy exercise in being suspicious. When at the end of the whole exercise, you kind of don't give a crap. It's like the act of taking money is more intense than actually walking away with the money that you never count. And I'm sure it's always accurate. Oh, yeah, you know, computers never go wrong. Technology never uh, has glitches. I'm sure you always got every cent you, you typed in. Uh, now you're you know you're gonna be all paranoid. Now you're gonna be like, oh wait a minute, 
I'm going to start counting from now on. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 what, 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 what? Just one more thing to be paranoid about. Um, hey, I want to tell you guys about something really cool. I want to get you guys all up and running on my uh, YouTube channel. Here's why. Um, because I'm going to be putting up a lot of um, original content this year, and it started already. Um, it started on, uh, I guess about two days ago, two or three days ago, I put up the first piece of brand new content. Uh, it's a new, uh, it's a new talk show I'm doing and it's called the 60 second talk show. And it's a uh, very quick, it's, uh, usually about 60 seconds, maybe a little runs a little bit longer now and then, but it's right around the six. So if you don't want to stay up late, you don't want to stay up all night and watch an hour of Letterman or Leno or Kimmel or whoever. If you just want a quick little talk show fix, like 60 seconds worth, this is your, your talk show. So here's how you get it. You have to go to my website, harlowwilliams.com, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You'll see, you'll see a button on the bottom of my uh, webpage there. And it's you'll see the YouTube logo, and just go on there and click on subscribe. And there's no trick; you're not being charged for anything. There's no gimmicks. There's no. It's just uh, you get free access to uh, my crazy content. And uh, every time, what happens is once you're a subscriber, every time I post a new 60-second talk show or some of the other uh, content I'm going to be putting up this year, you automatically get notified, and then you can decide whether you want to watch it or not. That's all. But I wouldn't want you to miss this stuff because, uh, you know, if you like my bent sense of humor on this show, then I'm guessing 2 plus 2 equals 9, and you'll like, you'll like my uh, wacky videos as well. Um, and it's not your typical talk show. I mean, I don't have the biggest celebrity guests on my talk show, but... I have some very, very, very interesting guests. And, for example, my first guest on the first show, I interview a flat-screen television. Um, unbelievable, uh, provocative, in-depth interview. It's uh, me one-on-one, -on -one, no holds barred, with a flat-screen television. So uh, make sure you check it out. And uh, while you're on there, look around. There's some other fun videos. There's my stunt show that I do for Schlang. There's some cartoons of me. There's some uh, fishing videos. I don't know if you like fishing, but there's uh, some videos of me fishing with the Fonz, Henry Winkler. We did a fishing show together and uh, all kinds of fun stuff. And there's going to be more uh, crazy stuff coming. Uh, I'm going to be uh, putting out a movie in segments later this year. Um, doing a new web series. It's actually not even comedic. It's quite uh, dark and... It's a post-apocalyptic type of uh, web series called The Australian, which I've been secretly working on for the last number of years, and I'm ready to unload it on the world. Um, so, yeah, you don't want to miss it. Hit the uh, YouTube button uh, at harlandwilliams.com so that you, uh, you're the first to see the new postings. And, and by the way, I'm going to put something up every week, so... Every week you're going to get uh, something fresh to kick off your week or enlighten your week. Um, so I don't want you to miss out. Um, so there you go. Um, and that brings us to the end of the show. Um, 
that was kind of a topic more than it was an announcement, I guess. Um, that's the way I like to look at it. Um, but let me make some announcements now. If you want to see me do stand-up uh, live this weekend, uh, I will be in California at the uh, Orange County Irvine Improv. You can go to my website. Uh, while you're there getting your YouTube subscription, you can uh, click on my stand-up comedy schedule, and you will see that I am going to be... Uh, at the Irvine Improv, you can go on there, find a link to buy your tickets. And then later this month, the end of January, my first trip to the Atlanta Improv. Uh, that's going to be uh, January 23rd through the 25th. And the Irvine one is January uh, 9th to the 12th. So that's uh, uh, Thursday through Sunday. Look forward to seeing you there. That's going to be a lot of fun. Don't forget my brand new movie is uh, out on video on demand. It's called Back in the Day with me, Nick Swartzen, Morena Baccarin, Sarah Colonna, Isaiah Mustafa, Michael Rosenbaum. It's a real funny, um, you know, high school reunion type uh, coming of age movie. And uh, I think you'll really get some good laughs out of it. A lot of real funny stuff in that movie. So you can order it at iTunes or uh, it's coming to select theaters around the country. Uh, take a look on the internet and see if it's coming to your town. Um, and uh, also check out harlemwilliams.com. Check out the store. Always some uh, fun, exciting uh, merchandise for you guys to uh, peruse and pick up if you're so inclined. And uh, that's it. I'm going to leave it right there. Um, I hope you guys uh, have a great, great, great 2014. As I said at the top of the show, looking forward to getting it going with you guys. Let's have some laughs. Let's have some fun. And uh, and let's rock and roll. Um, so there you go. 2014. Here we go. The Harlan Highway. We'll see you next time. And until then, chicken. Chow me, baby.